0: Okay my time's limited so I'll do my best to um get through. This morning um want us to carry on from last night. If you open your bibles to Romans 12 and we're going to be looking at verse 2 this morning. Let's Bow a word of prayer as we open God's word today. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, that uh, as we come to you this morning, uh, we're seeking, Lord, for you to speak to our hearts to uh, challenge our lives in our walk with you. Father, you know us all. You know everything about us. You know where we are in our spiritual walk. And, Father, you know what we need in our lives day by day and we thank you that you love us and you care for us and that you've given us all things richly to enjoy and we thank you especially for your word and uh, ask that you'll over, uh, undertake in every way this morning as we share these wonderful things together in Jesus name we pray Amen Last night we are looking at Romans 12 1, and I said that Romans 12 1 and 2 are uh, a Im- very important verse in the life of the Christian. And uh, as we, we uh, uh, I didn't fully explain this uh, illustration, but Pastor Mitchell, um, uh, this is one of his illustrations, so I'll give him the credit. So if you don't like it, it's his fault. But, um, <coughs> no, seriously, the, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say, <laughs> get myself into trouble. I really like this pulpit, by the way, and uh, it's a good height. (laughs) Um, Romans 12 uh, comes at the end of Romans 1 to 11. (laughs) And uh, this um, Romans 12, 1 uh, to 11 can be likened to an engine. And uh, an engine, as we... Us fellas, we, we probably like big cars, big engines. and um, But the, word of the, the, the teaching of doctrine here is likened to a powerful engine. And, uh, uh, but that engine will not become operational unless it has a gearbox. You can have a car that has a great engine, but if it doesn't have a gearbox, it's not going to go anywhere. And Romans 12:1 and 2 is that gearbox. It is the linking of all that God has taught us in Romans one to eleven, putting it into action in our lives. The presenting of ourselves as a living sacrifice to the Lord Jesus is is, in, is needful for if we want to live a victorious Christian life. Jesus Christ needs to be Lord, He needs to be the boss. And so as we come to verse two as we uh, these verses, Uh, is what engages the gears if you will let's read these verses i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto god which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Verse 2 here, be not conformed to this world. The thing we see here is that we, when we allow the Lord Jesus, when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice to God, then God does a work in our lives. He changes our lives. And the change we see, we see there's, there's three areas in which we are changed. The first one is morally. Paul says, be not conformed to this world. The word conformed here is the picture of, of being squeezed into some mold. You know, we, we, we get uh, clay or something, we try and push it into the mold. We want this thing, the clay, to be a certain way. And the world wants us to be conformed to itself. But the, book, the Word of God says here that we're not to be conformed to this world. Don't be conformed. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. Now, we know what the world is like. 1 John 2, 15 and 16 tells us what we're not to do. We're not to love this world. We're not to be conformed to this world. We're not to love the things that are in the world, because if we do, the love of the Father is not in us, as one John two fifteen sixteen says. It says, "For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, in the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever." You know the world has its fads and its fashions, and the 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 world wants to mould it mould us. It wants to exert pressure on us to conform to its 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 fads and its fashions, its diets and its dress. But it also wants us to conform to its morals and its ethical standards and religious beliefs. The world is no friend to the christian the world is no friend to the man the woman the boy the girl who wants to who presents themselves as a living sacrifice to god the world is the devil's lair for sinners and it is the lure for the saints we need to be careful and we need to um, not be conformed to this world and so we the the word of God here, as we says it, as we present ourselves to God, God starts to do a work in us. The believer whose body has been laid upon the altar of God will not be conformed to the world. He is morally changed. His life is not conformed to this world from without, but it is transformed from within. And so, secondly, we see not only a a moral change, but we see a mental change. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I'm sure we're all well taught here. What I'm telling you this morning is nothing new. And But let me just share that often we need to hear it again, don't we? This word transformed, it's a wonderful word. It's the word which we get our English word Metamorphosis, that's the word. And the dictionary defines metamorphosis as change of form or change of character. And of course the example of this is that of a caterpillar. I'm sure we've all seen a caterpillar crawl into its little cocoon, its little chrysalis. And after a period of time this little caterpillar emerges as a beautiful butterfly. The same creature which entered the little tomb uh, is changed. He's changed so remarkably that we uh, can't recognize it as a a caterpillar. It's a butterfly. And it's remarkable. It is this kind of change the Holy Spirit wishes to work in us, not to turn us into a butterfly, but to change us into the image of His Son. He does work that as we present our bodies, we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. God does a work. He changes us morally. He changes us mentally. We start to think differently. But we need to allow the Lord to do his work in us. We're not to be conformed to this world. We are to to turn away from the things of this world and seek only him. And we do that by presenting ourselves daily to the Lord as a living sacrifice if need be this word metamorphosized uh the sorry this word transfigured uh, transformed is the same word as we read in in matthew 17 as being transfigured remember the lord jesus was there on that mount if you want to turn back to uh, matthew 17 I know we're familiar with this story. Let me read. After six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James and John and his brothers and bringeth them into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. His face did shine as the sun and his raiment was as white as light. What's the true nature of a caterpillar? It's a butterfly. What is the true nature of the Lord Jesus? It's deity. Now, the Bible tells us that when Jesus was on earth, he was just like any other man. He was, could have been lost in a crowd. You know, these, these pictures we see of Jesus with a, a, a halo or a dinner plate behind his head, he didn't, he didn't look like that in his earthly existence. He was just like any other man. In fact, in, in Matthew 26, when Jesus was in the garden with his disciples, uh, Judas, the one who betrayed him, said to the, 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 the Pharisees and the, and the guards, he says, now, I'll give you a sign. The one that I kiss, that's him. That's who you need to arrest. <laughs> I mean, if Judas got it wrong, <laughs> they would have arrested the wrong person. Jesus was um, no different outwardly. He was a man in every way. He was hum- a beautiful mix of humanity and deity. But, just, but Jesus was, was, um, was not just an ordinary person inwardly. On the Mount of Transfiguration, the true nature of the Lord Jesus came out. And that was deity. His face did shine as the sun and his raiment was as light. Jesus began to glow. And the disciples saw the glorified Lord Jesus. (coughs) Deity. The Lord Jesus, uh, the true nature of the Lord Jesus is deity. Now, what is the true nature of a Christian? It is the Lord Jesus. When we are saved, we are in Christ. Christ is in us. We have his indwelling Holy Spirit. And the true nature of a Christian is the Lord Jesus. The inner nature of a Christian is the Lord Jesus. Now the devil is going to try and and keep Jesus in. He's going to try to make us conform to this world. He doesn't want Jesus to come out. So he, he wants us to conform to the things of this world. So that the true nature of the Lord Jesus will not surface, yes, the true nature of a Christian is the Lord Jesus, and as we present ourselves a living sacrifice, then are we transformed by the renewing of our minds the inner nature which the Lord Jesus of the Lord Jesus comes to the surface, and people see Jesus in us. Do you want people to see Jesus in you? Do you want people to to look at you and say, Yeah, you're different. There's something about your life. Because people will notice when we are living for the Lord. A little boy asked his dad, and he said, Dad, is Jesus bigger than I am? And his father thought, Well, I guess so, son. I guess Jesus is bigger than you are. And the little boy says, Well, then I guess he should stick out then, shouldn't he? You see. When Jesus is living in us, He should show. The Lord Jesus should stick out by our actions, by our words, by our works. Brother Munich was talking about our walk with the Lord. We are to we show the love of Christ by the way we treat one another. Our walk should show that there's something different about us. And as we uh, submit ourselves to God in our lives, as we present ourselves as that living sacrifice as we seek the lord to to use us each day then he should stick out the lord jesus will do his work in us he will transform us by the renewing of our minds it is if jesus is living in you and me then he will show he will stick out the inner nature of a christian is the lord jesus And how is this transformation achieved? By the renewing of our mind. In Proverbs 23, 7, we read, For as he thinketh in his heart, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, what you think determines how you act. And if we think right thoughts, we will have right actions. It's that simple. And the way that we our mind is renewed. Is through the intake of God's word, by the meditating on the Word of God, by having our devotions, by asking the Lord to to speak to our hearts uh, through the study of His Word. It's both when we come to church. I trust that when we come to church, we we come with a desire for God to speak to our hearts today. We pray for the preacher. We pray for our Sunday school teacher. We pray for those who minister the Word to us, and that our we pray for ourselves, and that our hearts will be prepared for the receiving of God's word. You know, most people think they're doing God a wild favour by coming to church. They think, well, I've done my bit and that's it. Their service for God is coming to church. This isn't service. This is the filling station. (laughs) Church is where we get encouraged and built up so that we can go out and serve. That's why we need, that's why the the word of God says that we're not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together, there's that mutual encouragement, that mutual renewing. Well, keep an eye on the time. (laughs) Well, so we're changed uh, mentally, uh, morally, mentally. And the third thing we see here in this verse 2 is that we are changed motivationally. You see, when we allow the word of God to work in our heart as we allow our minds to be transformed. We see here in Romans twelve two that we be transformed by the renewing of our mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word prove means to put into practice. It means that we are being tried and strengthened in God's will. You know, God has a perfect plan for each one of us. And uh, sometimes God's will may not be what we think it is. <laughs> and we go through times of difficulty. We go through times of, of why is this happening? The other day, I was going, I had a day off. I was had my whole day planned. And on my way to enjoy my day off, I ran up the back of a lady in front of me in my car. And she stopped to let some ducks cross the road. My whole day was ruined over ducks. She got out of the car and she said, didn't you see the ducks? I said, no, I didn't see the ducks. You see, I, I, I thought, man, my whole day, Lord, why has this happened, you know? And I was tempted to have a rotten attitude about it. I did for a little bit. But I just had to stop. I said, Lord, I'm not going to let this, I'm preaching this weekend. I can't let this thing <laughs> affect me too much. You see, God... We prove God. We put into practice, uh, sorry, um, we put into practice the things that God sends along our way to strengthen uh, us in God's will. And I still don't know why it happened. I've got no revelation to it. Only that it makes a good sermon illustration. The comfort for us as we serve the Lord is this: that God's will is good. That we may prove what is that good, even though we don't understand it, even though we go through difficult times and we think, man, why is this happening and we 've all been through it we 've all had gone through times we, we 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 set our heart we set our mind on serving the lord and 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 we just have times of trouble we go through difficult times, but you know when we focus on the lord when we when we seek to to uh look to him in all circumstances of life, then we will benefit from that. We will benefit from, his, from doing his will. We will be better for it. We will have better lives when we are totally committed to Christ. Our families, are, are better values, better families it will have a happy home when we put God first. God's will is acceptable. And well pleasing. This means, sorry, the, that you may prove what is a good and acceptable. The word acceptable here means well pleasing to us as we prove it. Some people think that God will will God's will always will make them do something they don't want to do or go somewhere they don't want to go. I, I, was, I have a man who lives in our village, and he has shared with me. He said, you know, forty years ago, I believe God was. Uh, gonna, wanted to call me to the mission field and I didn't want to go, so I didn't go. And he, at the end of his life, he regrets that he had held back. He, he was afraid to commit himself to God because he was afraid that God might ask him to do something he didn't want to do. You know, friends, God's will for us is the best in the world. The best thing for us, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The things that God brings in our lives, remember this, are for our good and his glory, always. The things, the trials, the problems of life, the running up the back of someone's car is for my good and God's glory. Uh, If we would see life like that. The application of verses 1 and 2 is the key to living a a victorious Christian life. Just in closing, wants to turn over to Second Timothy, Chapter Two. The title of my message this morning was vessels of honor and this is what God wants to be in 2nd Timothy chapter 2 in verse 20 we read but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver but of wood and of earth and some to honor and some to dishonor if a man purge himself from these he shall be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work now I don't have time to go into this, but just be very, i want to be try to be very brief and uh, still make my point that God uh, here in this uh, chapter, the believer is likened to a vessel, a vessel, and what God wants in all of us is that our vessel be clean. God can't use us if we're dirty God can't use us if we are not clean and prepared. Verse 21, if a man therefore purge himself from these. Now, the these here, I don't, want to, I don't have time to, to refer to that, but back in um, earlier in the chapter in, verses, in verse 18, Paul, um, no, in verse 17, talks about two men, Hymenaeus and Philetus who concerning the truth had heard and overthrew the faith of some. And uh, from and 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 Paul was saying, from such, turn away. Turn away from those people who are going to influence you away from God. And I believe that the these, in this chapter, refers to Hymenaeus and Philetus. Also, too, it talks in verse 19 that we are to depart from iniquity. So you see, God wants us to be a clean vessel, a vessel that is, Set apart for His use, a vessel unto honour. Now, at home the other, well, some time ago, I was thinking about this verse, and it was in the morning, and it was, you know, like we we always do. We 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 get up from our desk, and we go to the kitchen, and we put the jug on, and we open the cupboard, and get out a cup or a mug. And I was thinking about this verse and I came to the kitchen cupboard I opened the cupboard door and I looked in and guess what was in that cupboard? A whole lot of clean vessels. A whole lot of vessels ready to be used. Now, there were saucepans, there were bowls, there were dinner plates and soup bowls and mugs and cups and glasses. But they were all clean. They're all ready for use. Now, I wanted to make a cup of coffee, so I pulled out a saucepan. Did I? No. <laughs> I pulled out a mug, my mug. It's got the fine woodworking written on the side of it. Okay? My mug. My special mug. And, um, and so the point I want to make is that God wants us to be clean vessels. He wants us to be prepared for the master's use. And the way that we are prepared for the Master's use is by coming to the foot of the cross. You know, some people say that that when we present our bodies a living sacrifice, it's it's something you just do once. Well, I find, as I shared last night, there are times when I realise just how precious my Saviour is and how much he's done for me. And I've just got to, Stop what I'm doing and get on my knees and say, Lord, I want to give you myself afresh. I want I want to give you myself afresh today, because of who you are, because of what you've done for me. And you know, brethren, each day as we we live, we want to be like that clean vessel. And the way we keep clean is our devotions. You know, the altar, the altar in the Old Testament had what they call flesh hooks, and the flesh hooks. We're used to, to, to stop the sacrifice from slipping off. As Christians, we have two flesh hooks. One's called devotion. The other one's called discipline. Devotion, Our devotion and our discipline is what will keep us on the altar. Our daily walk with the Lord, our time in the, in the Word each day. Sometimes we may not feel like it, but we've still got to do it. We need to have that devotion. We need to have those godly inputs. We we sing a chorus in our children's ministry that says, Growing in Christ takes work every day. Reading our Bibles, learning to pray. Build godly habits. Seek help divine. Great things are done one step at a time. You see, that's not just a children's song. That's Bible. We need to build godly habits in our lives. We need to be those vessels that are clean. Now, most of, some of us might only, we, you know, we think, well, after today, I think, wow, after I've done this, I can take it easy. I'd have to preach now for another two weeks. <laughs> Great. So what do I do? Do I just just veg for the next two weeks? No. The discipline, the the, the devotion that we have as believers is, Lord, I thank you that I don't have to do this for another two weeks. Lord, please just work in my heart. Help me as I prepare, as I read your word. Lay upon my heart what you want me to share. And uh, we we are prepared each day. We are are preparing. We're endeavouring to keep ourselves clean so that we are a prepared vessel. Because, you know, during the week, we might get a phone call. Someone needs their help. And if we haven't been in the Word, then we may not be able to help that person as well. I'm not just talking about pastors. I'm talking about all of us. We all have, we don't know what, how the Lord wants to use us. And I've really got to finish. I've really got to stop. But let me just share this one thing to illustrate this. You know the story of Philip. Philip was preaching. He was an evangelist. He was preaching in Samaria. And in, in Acts chapter 8, we read how that, uh, the Spirit said to Philip, Philip, I want you to go to Gaza. I want you to go down. There's a man down there I want you to speak with. And Philip leaves the revival in Samaria and goes to Gaza. And I often thought, why did God get Philip to do that? Well, I reckon that God opened his cupboard that morning looking for a vessel that he could send to Gaza. And there was no one in Gaza. There was no one anywhere except Philip, who was in Samaria. He said, I'll send Philip. You see the point? We need to be vessels set apart and meet for the master's use and prepared for every good work. It might be a phone call, a counselling situation, a witnessing situation. We give a tract to someone and say, boy, thank you for that. And that encounter would be ordained of God because you were a clean vessel ready for the master's use that's the challenge today what sort of vessel are we as we present ourselves as living sacrifices may we be prepared and meet uh, 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 may be we be clean and prepared and ready for the master's use amen father in heaven we thank you again for the challenge of your word we thank you father that uh, uh, we get excited about being abused of you. Lord, as we realize the wonder of your mercies, what you have saved us from, what you've saved us to, Lord, we get excited that, Lord, you can use us in bringing people to, to, to the Savior, in being fruitful, in, in, in uh, doing your work here on this earth till Jesus comes. Heavenly Father, continue to speak to our hearts over this weekend. May we leave this place more holy, more prepared, more determined, having a passion to serve and a passion to serve you all the days of our life. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.